Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Excited for our conversation this week with one of my favorite guests, Dr. Angela Tran. She is with MedFit Primary Care, obesity expert. And I really want to dive into that and talk about obesity. Good morning, Dr. Tran. Good morning. Happy New Year to everybody. Well, Happy New Year to you. So let's talk about obesity. I mean, health is obviously top of mind, losing weight, all of that. Uh, There's a new movie out with Brendan Fraser called The whale that's brought more attention to obesity what is your thought on that movie and why his role is so significant oh my gosh well first of all congratulations to brendan fraser on his recent critics choice awards and he just got nominated for the oscars you know coming this spring but i tell you this is one of the biggest opportunities for us to finally you know with his role encourage more compassion around obesity because I just want to educate the public. Obesity is truly a disease and it's just unfortunate that it's a physical manifestation of an underlying medical condition. If we just treat it like so, that, that's why I, I do what I do to just really have a better understanding of what my patients struggle with. So when you say it's a disease, so many people, and I mean, I was brought up with the mentality that it was just a lack of willpower. Oh my gosh, you know, the, 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 the old age advice of calories in, calories out is no longer relevant. I mean, every time I talk to patients, in fact, it, it's very counterintuitive. They, in fact, aren't hungry and they don't eat very much and they wonder why they're not losing weight. And I always tell them there's so many factors, you know, such as your genetics, your family history, you know, the medications you're taking. And again, as a medical weight loss expert, we really take a deep dive to get to the root cause of what's going on. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, even for me, and I, you know, I feel like I've been a lifelong dieter. I mean, I know the calories of just about every food, but explain why calories in and calories out isn't always the answer for losing weight. Yeah, well, well, Melissa, I'm not shy to say that I did turn 45 a few weeks ago. <laughs> and, you know, again, as you know, as uh, even females, but also men as well, you know, we get older. You know, I've, I, I've had a child, you know, and I'm in my mid-40s. Um, I have a family history of diabetes. And, mm-hmm. and again, there is a complexity, and it, it really isn't just the simple of eating less because, hey, guess what? My body can actually metabolically be stuck in storage, whether I eat too much or eat too little. So it it is actually far more complex than just the, quote, diet that you see out on the Internet. Well, explain that to me. When you talk about complexity with trying to lose weight and that it's not just calories in, calories out, what are some of the factors that lead to that? Oh, you know, so I actually have a very fun story. It actually happened yesterday. So we did enroll a new patient, you know, typical story. You know, she's a working professional. She has children. And she, again, doesn't eat that unhealthy, but she's just busy. And what happened is, is that the very first step is, is that we sent her for a full metabolic panel of lab work. Mm-hmm. And we uncovered that she had a thyroid problem. She had low vitamin D. In fact, her blood sugars were in the pre-diabetes range. And I just said, oh, my goodness all of these things, before we even create any type of diet and exercise plan, we must fix the underneath. And then believe it or not, I told her then weight loss will be so much easier once we correct those things. Mm. How is it that those kind of things like vitamin D plays a role in weight loss? 
Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you asked us because this is so simple, you know, and, and it's so funny because I've been doing this for so many years. There's so many patients that I see have low vitamin D despite us living in Colorado, mm-hmm. having plenty of sunshine. But vitamin D acts like a key to tell a fat cell to burn rather than store. But if you're low on vitamin D, you know, for a variety of factors, whether we're, you know, living more inside, we don't get much sunshine, we're sedentary, you know, what happens is, again, your your body is stuck in storage mode. And, and it's so simple because you can literally take vitamin D over the counter or get just a few minutes of outside sunshine, and that's how your body creates vitamin D naturally. Wow. Okay. So for folks that are listening saying, oh my gosh, I wonder if my vitamin D is low. <laughs> so when somebody does have low vitamin D, how much are they going on then? Oh my gosh, you know, so so we we get the actual lab value because you can you can imagine there can be a severity of how low it is. In fact, the patient that I met with yesterday, he was so low that she actually required a prescription strength. Wow. So I actually did, you know, prescribe a medication to be picked up at the pharmacy. But for the most part, you know, if you're just an average healthy adult otherwise, I really do recommend, you know, 2,000 international units of vitamin D3 every single day, um, especially during the winter time because there's also studies that vitamin D is very protective against COVID and other illnesses. Oh, interesting. Uh, what about things like I've heard people talking about vitamin B12 shots? You know, yeah, believe it or not, we actually used to do that in our office and, and that they can help with energy, especially for those who, who struggle with energy. You know, they don't have a very good uh, absorption in their digestive symptoms. Um, but what happens is just that those, those shots aren't exactly necessary unless you do have severe um, conditions, particularly for those who maybe have had weight loss surgery in the mm-hmm. past. They okay. do have challenges in absorption of nutri- nutrients, but for the most part, like I said, if you're average and a healthy adult otherwise, just a simple multivitamin or a vitamin B12 or B complex is, is enough. Okay. Well, let's talk about the drug that is in the news so much, and that is, and it, Ozempic may be the brand name of it, but Wagovi has been a name, but it is the diabetic drug that a lot of people have talked about has helped them lose weight. What are your thoughts? Oh my gosh, Melissa, it has actually changed my life. <laughs> Not that I've necessarily taken it personally, but I tell you, I've been a medical weight loss doctor for over 10 years, and I have not seen anything like it until I started prescribing these medications. Now, as you know, most of the audience is probably asking me, does it work, Dr. Tran? And I say, well, I've had three patients who've over lost, lost over 100 pounds already mm-hmm. on these medications. And again, they they just work so differently because they target the root, you know, underlying cause for weight problems. But I always say medication is not the only answer. Mm-hmm. You must put together the diet and exercise because, yes, you will gain the weight back if you stop medication and you didn't, you know, put in the right effort to make it a healthy lifestyle. And I guess that was my follow-up because I've read counter-reports on that from folks saying I was on it as soon as I went off, I gained all the weight back. So if you put somebody on this medication, do they have to be on it the rest of their lives? Very good question. In my world, Dr. Tran's world, no, because again, we 
we've had patients who are, you know, successfully maintaining their weight, you know, many months after stopping the medication. But like I said, you know, you've seen those articles in Hollywood and TikTok and mm-hmm. even just famous celebrities yes. who, again, you know, they take the medication, but again, you still, it's almost like, a, you know, I can create a very nice car, I can put heated seats and leather and, you know, jazz it up. But again, if you don't know how to drive, it doesn't matter. And again, that's why I have a team of registered dietitians, you know, health coaches and fitness trainers. I mean, we really take a comprehensive approach so that you finally know how to do this on your own. Because that was a huge concern of mine is like, wow, you know, somebody goes on this medication, loses the weight, but they don't deal with the underlying issues. Then what happens when they stop? Right, exactly. And you just want to be careful because, yes, the clock does strike midnight if you're not careful. And uh, But again, my, I've always said the, pres- the prescription of choice from me is education. Mm-hmm. That's what our patients need. We just we just don't have the right knowledge. We don't know how our bodies work, our metabolisms. And in fact, we don't even know what we're eating half of the time from restaurants and grocery stores. And, and again, we just spend so much time and, and it, believe it or not, it does become easier when you are informed. What are your thoughts? Because it is the new year. We're January. And I'm not going to say any brand names here, but there are some very low calorie restrictive, I'll call them diets out there with prepackaged foods and shakes and all of that, that other people are selling saying, hey, I'm a health coach, buy this. And yet people lose the weight and gain it back. What are your thoughts on that? You know, again, you know, as you know, everybody's looking for like the latest fat diet and the the quick fix. And again, I always say, first of all, you definitely need to visit your doctor. Uh, Obviously, anybody can come to me to really understand the, again, the the metabolism, the hormone levels, the body chemistry, because sure, any of these diets and restrictiveness, quote, will create short-term results. Right. But the problem is, is, is that uh, I don't I don't feel that patients really understand that these short-term results actually can create further damage to their metabolism. Because I've seen people who are so restrictive, they lose weight, but again, they're losing muscle. Mm-hmm. That's actually really supports your metabolism. And hey, guess what? You're going to gain your weight back in the blink of an eye because you actually slowed down your metabolism because you didn't eat correctly in the first place. So I really caution everyone out there, you know, don't just jump on the next train that you see on the internet. Mm-hmm. Really consult with, you know, a medical specialist who really understands, you know, the science behind everything. And I've heard of people who have done some of these super low calorie restrictive diets also losing their hair. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be very, very, um, you know, psychological around that. It'd become uncomfortable. And, and like I said, that's just your your body chemistry going off whack. And, and again, if you don't have someone who just really understands it underneath, there's a lot of dangers. I almost sort of kind of, <laughs> it's the analogy of you're trying to boil water when your stove won't turn on. Mm. And I think the audience can kind of relate. And, you know, again, the typical scenarios, they say, no matter whether I eat too little or eat too much, you know, uh, my, I just keep gaining weight. And because, it, again, those years of crash dieting has also crashed your metabolism. And we need to rework your nutrition and exercise to preserve 
bring your metabolism back to life. I was just going to ask you about that because I think that is an interesting, uh, interesting information as far as on your metabolism and the fact that you kind of break your metabolism by doing some of these crash diets and yo-yo dieting. How is it that you're like, what is actually happening to your metabolism? And then how do you get it fixed? Yeah, I, I hate to say it because we were kind of sort of falsely trained with Hollywood, you know, with like the biggest loser and extreme weight loss. And, you know, we fell into the glamour of people losing so much weight. But the problem is, is that you need to lose body fat, but you need to preserve muscle. That's what's going on is that people are not monitoring what we call body composition. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's fun and games losing weight. But if you're losing both the bad stuff and the good stuff, that's what's really driving, you know, how well or how poorly you burn calories. So like I said, it, it um, you know, that's why I have an entire team. We've had all extra training to really understand, you know, again, it doesn't, it's not that simple of calculating, you know, calories. You really have to understand, you know, the ratios between your carbohydrates, your proteins and fats, mm -hmm. factor in your age, your gender, medical history, and put it all together to really make this all worth your while when it comes to getting healthy. So a patient comes into you and they get your help and you do the test and you do all of that. When they finally get to the part where they're they're starting to lose weight, what is a healthy number as far as pounds or ounces to be losing a week that is sustainable? You know, very good question. I, I you know, my, my patients actually commonly ask, you know, what weight should I be? You know, they, they sometimes have like their own personal goal, but then they say, well, uh, I don't think I can get back to my high school weight, <laughs> you yeah. know, type of thing. But, uh, you know, most importantly, you know, the, the origin of the name MedFit is just that I want my patients to be medically fit. What that means is that I want your blood pressure to be normal. I want your cholesterol to be normal and I want your blood sugar to be normal. Okay. Mm. So when I help you get to your quote, healthy weight goal, number one, it needs to be sustainable. Yep. Number two, I don't want you to be starving yourself. And the funny thing is, is that I could care less what you look like. That's, that, that's what I love about, you know, Brenda Fraser's, you know, um, just this win is just that this is not a physical thing. Mm. If I can see your health markers in the right place. Those are the goals that we're looking for so that you can have a good quality of life and really lower your risk for heart disease, cancer, and other related issues, you know, that can be complicated by obesity. And one final question before we go, uh, you're talking about health markers and all of that. What are your thoughts on the BMI chart? Oh, you know, gosh, I'm so glad that you um, asked this question. Gosh, the, uh, in my honest opinion, the BMI chart actually needs to be thrown out the window. It is just so flawed. And, you know, and on honesty is such a generic tool that it really gives, you know, I think patients a false label mm -hmm. because just because you have a high body mass index, you actually still could have um, high, a lot of muscle, like a, a Denver Broncos player, you know, right. they, they will have high body mass index, but hey, guess what? They're fit and lean, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so the, the high body mass index will give them a false identity of obesity, but the opposite, you can have like a skinny person who has high body fat, but she, quote, is labeled healthy, which is also not true. Mm. So in my opinion, we really need better measurements. But again, that's why, you know, I, I did extra training as a specialty, because again, this is far beyond just primary care. Sure. And really, we, we need more specialists to, to really understand and focus this, again, as the root of many other diseases uh, that are, you know, complicated by mm -hmm. this. Dr. Tran, thank you so much. Dr. Angela Tran, obesity expert and founder of Denver Weight Loss Clinic, denverweightlossclinic.com to check out the website.
website. I'm Melissa Moore. Have a fantastic Sunday. Go out, be blessed, and remember to be kind to everyone.